Hello, my name is Tanya and welcome to podcast number 18. Creating and strengthening families is the adventure of a lifetime. This podcast is about how to strengthen and create intentional families. It is great to have you with us. I hope your week was abundant. Was it a garden week, a desert week, or a jungle week for your family? Are there kittens in your garden? Whatever your family looks like or feels like at any given moment is okay, and each is beautiful in its own way. We are here to strengthen the foundation of whatever type of family you have with what I call the foundational five. Balance, structure, faith, personalization, and practice. In every family, there is conflict. How we manage and resolve conflict is what is essential. How did your family approach conflict? Did they yell and fight? Or did they withdraw from each other, giving each other the silent treatment, making you feel like you were walking on eggs all the time? Maybe individuals withdrew into mood-altering alcohol or drugs to cope with conflict. Or hopefully for you, you grew up in a home where conflict was dealt with, for the most part, in healthy ways. Today, we are going to discuss healthy ways that families can process conflict in constructive instead of destructive ways. Someone once said, That no matter how much cats fight, there always seems to be plenty of kittens. (laughs) It is essential to understand that each of us is different and has different perceptions on life and different needs. Conflict isn't bad. It is reality. Conflict can be viewed constructively to grow and understand each other. Or it could be viewed as something that becomes contentious and destructive. The fact that each of us is different is a good thing. And together, we can bring wholeness to a project, a conversation, a team, and a family. If we all viewed life from the same lens, then our view would be very narrow indeed. So the beauty of having people around you that think and process ideas and circumstances differently brings with it a wholeness to life, wisdom, and understanding. If we can view differences not as threatening or bad, but as an invitation to broaden our perspectives and create something that would not have been possible before with only a single perspective. The Entrepreneur Magazine states that conflict can be a healthy part of personal and professional relationships. Extensive research has demonstrated that conflict, when managed properly, strengthens relationships, and teams, and can serve as a catalyst for better solutions, innovation, and growth. Healthy conflict can produce more creative solutions and better outcomes. However, few people have been formally taught the skills to foster healthy conflict. Instead, we may have learned through our upbringing to smooth things over or avoid confrontation at all costs. Growing up on a ranch, we had several outdoor cats, so they could take care of any rodent problems that might arise in our grain or haystacks. They were very useful and sometimes really fun. However, sometimes there would be cat fights, and those are just the worst. Now, I have a very fluffy, rare Nebelong cat that loves his belly rubbed. If I rub his belly slowly, gently, and carefully, then he trusts me and will lay there for a very long time. If I decide to be impatient and rub his belly aggressively or quickly, he will bite me every time. It is important to approach other people, kind of like cats, slowly, carefully, and intentionally. 
When we approach others in this way, we can turn differences of view and opinion that might lead to potential conflicts into progression. Be respectful. Being able to share your thoughts and opinions in open and honest ways creates an environment of trust and mutual respect. If individuals feel like they will be judged, bullied, or put down for their perspective, then there cannot be trust in the relationship, which is the foundation to approaching conflict in a healthy way. If there is trust, then essential conversations can happen and open communication can flow. Active listening and validating. Stay focused on the issue. Pay attention to which feelings are being expressed and the underlying needs. Pay attention to nonverbal clues that you are experiencing and the other person may be experiencing. You can nod, keep eye contact, and lean forward. Demonstrate empathy with brief affirmations like, I see, sure, okay, I want to understand. Don't interrupt, ask questions, and then summarize. So, what I think you are saying is, did I understand you correctly? This would be a great time to utilize the five-step process of communication we discussed in podcast six. Ask inquiring questions. Restate, ponder, breathe, and communicate. Repeat. <laughs> no competing. It is not personal. Understanding the differences between competing, which is wanting to win, and collaborating with others is essential. There are no winners and losers in a conflict. If a conflict is resolved, then we all win. When a conflict becomes contentious, then we all lose. No one wins a cat fight. You can compromise and collaborate without the assertiveness of competition, which can easily become combative. Don't take it personal. Tell yourself, this is not about me. It is about what they're experiencing. When issues or situations are competitive and have been taken personal, then we miss opportunities to grow in our professional work, in our churches, and in our families. Stay engaged. Instead of avoiding or withdrawing, you can choose to engage in cooperation. Avoiding conflict until it boils up and explodes is not a healthy approach. Instead, we must learn to speak our minds and our needs in a constructive way. This is about learning to communicate assertively, and it starts with emotional awareness. Being aware of emotional triggers or hot buttons that can set us off. Stay calm. Emotional awareness is a huge part of conflict resolution. Your being able to handle conflict depends on being connected to your feelings, not by sedating them. Being able to identify and control your emotions and keep them in check is critical in others' ability to trust you with their perspective. If you are afraid of strong emotions, or if you insist on finding solutions that are strictly rational, your ability to face and resolve differences will be impaired. Emotional awareness brings with it a readiness to forgive and forget. It also fosters empathy for others and their feelings and needs. Lastly, use humor. Many tense situations or issues can be resolved with humor. Abraham Lincoln was a master of this. Even during the heightened tensions of death and war, he was able to find humor in conversation. He said, it is best not to swap horses while crossing a river. <laughs> 
In summary, he added, Quarrel not at all. No person resolved to make the most of themselves can spare time for personal contention. It is better to give your path to a dog than to be bitten by him. Another wise leader said, Conflict in our families is inevitable, but contention is not. Contention is a choice. When we contend with others, we cause discord, dissension, resentment, and even rage. Harmful emotions almost always accompany contention, anger, hurt, jealousy, hostility, revenge, and malice. Our world overflows with contention. Instead, knowing we only have control over our actions and feelings, we can choose a better way and sit down together and learn to approach differences constructively instead of de destructively. Relationships are a bit like a bank account. You have to spend time investing in the people you care about. Conflict is a bit like withdrawing money from the account. As long as you have been investing in that person, our relationships can usually handle the conflict and stress that is inevitable in families. Be sure to spend time together building trust. Meaningful and intentional learning is goal-oriented and the active creation of knowledge. So in this podcast, I offer challenges and encouragement to help you create and apply knowledge. Go out and buy a cat. <laughs> Just kidding. My challenge for you this week is to identify one point of ongoing contention in your home. Proactively make time to sit down and discuss it using trust, respect, active listening, validating, cooperation, empathy, and humor. Doing this will build a community of belonging in your family. In future episodes, we will delve deeper into topics like counseling together, family responsibility, and family fun. The topics in this podcast are general advice. If you need specific help, please seek out the help of a professional. I try to release a new podcast every other Thursday, so look for it on Spotify, SoundCloud, BandLab, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcast Connect. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and share it with your favorite people. Send me your thoughts or questions you want me to address. Tell me what you would like to learn more about. Also, tell me what happened when you applied this principle to your family. Be sure to join us next week to learn about choosing your words carefully. What you say matters. Accentuate the positive. Remember the five foundational family principles, balance and gymnastics, consistency and ice cream, faith and fight songs, personalization and power, practice and horses. Thanks for joining us today. Focus on the foundational five to strengthen and create an intentional family. Beware, it's a jungle out there.